A hero is integrity, humanity, and compassion in action. The hero frequency is the thread of those qualities binding us all. I'm Yasmin Joy, an empathic survivor of loss, grief, and more. And every week, I'll be sharing tips and tales that brought me to my mission of identifying and amplifying the hero frequency. Let's tune in and turn it up. Hey, welcome back. I want to talk about one of my past life weaknesses, setting boundaries. I sucked at setting boundaries, but to really understand an issue, you have to look at the full picture, the background, the motivation, personality, upbringing, etc. I'm precluding with this because I am a big advocate of trying to understand ourselves as well as trying to understand others better. The reason why I think it's so important to know yourself as well as others is not just for the big obvious reasons of having knowledge as power, etc., but the more comprehensive and deep of an understanding you have of the universe of yourself, and the more open and curious you are in understanding someone else, the better you are at sensing nuances of information and processing it accurately. It's because you're training yourself to listen and feel and sense, not just what's on the surface with the five senses, but the information that is the undercurrent. I'll talk more about this on another episode on intuition. But back to boundaries and why I was so bad at setting and maintaining them. In a nutshell, I was extremely nice and extraordinarily naive. Not only that, but my parents were the same way. So after my brother died and we were all separated and flung out into the wild world, we were like plump naked babies, just dropped into the middle of the forest. And I tell you what, plump naked babies lost in a dark forest are unlikely going to attract kindly people to take them in before predators find them. But what did a plump naked baby like myself know about the world? All I knew was my family. And in the home that I grew up, there were no boundaries because none were really needed. It was a safe space where everyone was happy, free, loved, connected, and well cared for. So I grew up not really understanding the need for boundaries. And I also grew up not having a thick skin because I wasn't surrounded by people or situations that required me to either numb out or retreat internally or through distractions. So I was wide open to receiving and experiencing and feeling everything. Now in a perfect world, this is amazing. Actually, even in an imperfect world, being open to connection and experiences is really an important part of being human. However, too much of the bad stuff can be deeply damaging, altering things on a cellular level that can be hobbling, disabling, even change a person at the core. But we are pretty stubborn as a species. And unless we are mindful about making a change, we tend to just do the same thing over and over. This stems from the earliest influences as children, And this is not even talking about possible genetic influences. So my upbringing taught me to be open, kind, compassionate, communicative, always try to help people, and that I could trust people. And I think in general, those are good standards to live by, but not if you're a naked baby in the forest. 
but she only know what you know, and I was in for a ride. Seatbelts not included. And being part of the stubborn species that I was, time and time again, I let people cross the line with me. He didn't mean what he said or did. That's what he keeps telling me. And I can't prove otherwise, so it would be unreasonable for me to pursue this further. Or, she can't help herself because she's insecure. Be a good friend. Be compassionate. Just forgive her. Just let it go. Or, they weren't raised to know better. In fact, they were raised to normalize terrible things. So, of course, they're going to act out in harmful ways. Just keep sticking around. Show them that you love them, that you're there for them, that you're nothing to feel intimidated about that you're on their side, and eventually they're going to come around. Just keep sticking it out. My overarching mantra most of my adult life was, if you keep giving them the love that you grew up with, then of course they're going to be just like you. These, among so many other excuses, I would make for people who would cross the line with me over and over. Actually, let me rephrase that. People who cross boundaries. And let me just distinguish between the two just so we have the lingo to refer to. When I refer to boundaries, I mean lines of decency that are universal in a healthy relationship. Lines feel more arbitrary. For example, if someone does or says something that is harmful, like they're speaking condescendingly to you, or they're gaslighting, manipulating, using abusive language, Any of those things, especially with intent to harm, especially, especially if you've tried to speak to them about it, but they disregarded you and kept coming at you the same way. That is crossing a boundary. If you speak back in your own defense or speak up about what they're doing, just that speaking up can be considered to such people going too far. You're crossing the line. So they can do whatever they want to do. But you can't even talk about the thing that they did. Now, these definitions for those specific terms are just something that I'm defining for this episode. This is not any official definition. But I wanted to point out that I recognize that everybody's going to come from a different place and have a different set of values. But we need to have some solid ground to stand on if we're going to talk about tuning into a frequency that actually matters and actually is going to do good in the world. Otherwise, anything goes and pretty much that's how it is right now. And I don't think it's working for us as individuals, as a society, as a species. Now, I know the whole species thing is too big. Let's just talk about you as an individual. That in itself is big enough and the potential for impact in the world should not be underestimated. But regardless of whether or not your impact is going to be felt by tons of people or just your family or just your fur babies or even just yourself. I mean, think of if we were alive to take care of one person and give that person joy and let that person have this experience in the world that is comforting and purposeful. That counts. And so even if this one person that you care about happens to be you and you can make life good for that person. That counts, that matters, that's important. I'm thinking of a monk in my head as I'm saying this, but the truth is, I don't believe that we're here just for ourselves, whether or not we walk the road with a partner. But that's another topic. So, boundaries. 
even a monk has boundaries. In fact, you don't get to monk level of peace without having very strong boundaries set in place. I mean, think about it. The life of a monk is full of intentionality, of creating and maintaining sacred spaces from the inside out, and they immerse themselves in the company of the same. When I was finally at a place in my life that I had the luxury to take a break and think, because before this, I was constantly in survival mode, literal decades. But when I was at this space where I could finally pause and really think, hear my thoughts, feel my emotions without overwhelm, and look at the entire picture and trajectory of my life, noting all the pieces, the associations, the decisions I made, who and what I allowed in my life. And then I compared that with people who were where I wanted to be, in joyful, happy, connected, healthy, authentically loving, nourishing relationships filled with energy, inspiration, optimism, motivation, all the things that I started off, topped off with, but over decades became drained of to the point that my once physically healthy body started to show real signs of stress-related breakdown. When I lined all of those things up, the one thing I noticed that people in peace who are healthy and happy and in good relationships, and here's the key, were able to maintain the softness and kindness that were important for me to maintain because there's beauty, comfort, essentially life in those spaces. All those people who were, in my definition, successful, had strong boundaries. Now, this is not to be confused with walls. In a broad sense, we can say that boundaries are filters or guardians that do not let harmful things pass through, whereas walls do not let the good stuff pass through. So I was a person that had no boundaries, no walls, and I allowed people who did not respect boundaries and often had thick, high, even barbed-wired walls in my life, in my heart, in my orbit, in such a way that the gravity of their intentions, if not also actions, tilt me off my axis. It's very destabilizing, the gravity of dark matter, because it is not interested in harmony at all. It is interested in intaking and overtaking. But what did your girl do time and time again whenever that type of energy showed up? She said, oh, welcome. Come on in. Let me show you around. Let me show you all of my best treasures. And actually, yes, you can have all of this. You can take whatever you want. What else can I give you? How else can I help you? What more can I do for you? Because I was a tender, plump, sparkly-eyed, naked baby who didn't know any better. And because I didn't understand the power of our early experiences and possibly genetics, and because I was part of this very stubborn species, I kept insisting that everyone was like me. But at that point where I put on the brakes and said, everybody shut the front door. I want to know what the fork is actually going on because I had been ignoring my intuition for so long that it started to manifest and speak to me through my body. Even though I used to be super hyper, I had the lowest blood pressure, 
But then suddenly I started having what I assume were heart palpitations and constant thumping of my heartbeat and the whooshing of it in my head whenever I laid down. And this is going to sound weird, but I could feel things changing in my tissues and I knew exactly what was going on. I could no longer be in denial of the truths that I saw in people. And I started to be very aware that I was not being in integrity with myself because I kept holding back. I kept showing up for people who did not show for me with that awareness that these people are not good for me. Before that, I could make so many excuses and believe my lies about such individuals. And I wasn't entirely okay, but I was okay enough living off of the hope that this underlying intuition was wrong. But it came to a point where my psyche, my body, my entire being said, that's it, that's enough. And if we have to make your body sick to get your attention, to make changes that are long overdue, we're going to do it. And by we, I mean whoever or whatever is looking out for my best interests. I don't know where that's coming from, but I know it's right. It's always been right. So how do we even begin to set boundaries? And how do we know if we're setting a boundary or putting up a wall? It can be a little confusing if you overanalyze it because some boundaries do require a very strong wall because some boundary crossers are aggressive and the communication is one way with them. Their intentions are not to clear things up, not to build a bridge, but to take control. You usually know when you need to put up a serious type of boundary when softer boundaries are disregarded. Now, I just want to take a quick pause to remind you that I'm not a licensed therapist and everything I say on my podcast is coming from the experience of a person who has gone through the things that I talk about. Please don't come back and say that I told you to do this or the other thing. I may recommend certain things, but you have to take any advice that you read or hear or see online at your discretion. If it makes sense, if it sounds like something you're experiencing and you'll feel comfortable with the things that I'm saying, then I'm glad to be of service in any way. What I will say is that I've spent my entire adult life, besides going through all these things, trying to understand what I was going through at every step of the way. And sometimes I couldn't respond. Actually, most of the times I couldn't respond in the ways that I knew was logical. And I know this is because I had my own preset recordings of what I thought the right thing to do was, overriding my intuition and even overriding textbooks. So even as I give you advice, I'm fully aware that it may not be the right timing for you to take the advice, but I'm still going to say what needs to be said. So when the timing is right for you, my words may pop back up in your head, ready to serve, ready to rumble. You ever have those instances where a song just pops in your head and you don't know why it's popping in your head, but if you stop to listen to the lyrics, it is telling you something that is exactly what you need to hear at that moment. It's like that. So I'm just here to deposit some sound bites that you can have available somewhere 
along the line if and when you need it, whether it's at this moment or simply tucked away for future reference. And right now, I can't emphasize enough how setting proper boundaries can be life-changing in a most magnificent, positive, healing, restorative, wonderful way. But before you go and start cutting everyone out of your life, and maybe you already know and have done the inside work, so you know this is what you need to do already, but just in case it doesn't hurt to double check your emotions, your motives, and the life that may ensue after you've set these boundaries, you need to ask yourself also, what type of boundaries are you setting within yourself? Pay attention to the type of thoughts that are recurring in your head. And think about where they're coming from. Are they coming from the outside or are they coming from your belief of something that is coming from the outside? Professional therapy can help with this process, but I completely understand how difficult being able to afford therapy is. Mental health care should really be made free, but we know that that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Meanwhile, we still have to find a way to be okay So the first place and person you want to make sure has your back is yourself. I was not good with that. Now, I wasn't not good with that because I didn't care about myself. It was more likely because I didn't realize how beaten down I was getting. I mean, I was just coming from grief to an abusive relationship to people who weren't overtly abusive, but they were, and I will just use this term again from my perspective, if I were to treat anyone the way certain people have treated me, cruel and toxic. I would have to be so disconnected from my care of somebody and feel a little bit inhumane to be able to treat people in the ways that people I've set firm boundaries have treated me. So when we're trying to figure out the who, what, and how of setting boundaries after we've done the internal checks, one of the ways you can test to see if the way you've been treated is in fact unacceptable or if you're being hypersensitive to it, and I suggest this because if you've been living with your boundaries crossed for so long, you may have become slightly desensitized to your mistreatment, ironically, for your survival in such toxic environments. But the way to test this is to think of someone that you love so much and who could be vulnerable in an emotional situation like what you're dealing with. It could be your child. It could be your niece or nephew. It could be a parent. Just anyone that could be in your situation. Imagine that person coming to you and telling you that they're going through the exact same things that you're going through. Would you side with the people that are doing these things? Would you make excuses for the treatment that your loved one is receiving? And sometimes giving advice can be tricky because we don't want to tell people what to do. But just think for yourself, what would you hope that they did? Would you hope that they went back and stayed? Or would you hope for their best interests that they did something different? There's your answer. Now, if your boundaries include burning bridges and it seems like that's so severe, ask yourself this. Is there actually a bridge there in the first place? Was there actually ever a real true bridge? Because sometimes 
we're trying so hard to maintain a bridge that actually doesn't exist. If you've done as much as you can to try to connect with a person or a group of people and they show face, but they don't actually mean anything that they say or do in the presence of witnesses, you're going to know. Other people may not know, but you will know. And that showing face is not a bridge. It is simply part of their package to maintain an image that is beneficial for them. It's beneficial not only to gain traction and to have social proof, but oftentimes it is to hide something dark underneath. These will usually also be people that have the very thick walls, a sense of self-entitlement, but deep, deep insecurities. Think mean girls in high school. They're not going to genuinely have a bridge for you. However, you best believe the second that you recognize that there's no bridge and you call it out and you walk away, they will slander and gaslight the narrative. But what's new, right? Which brings us to the question, what will you be losing if you walk away from this relationship? Or if that keeps you stuck because you've already been mulling through this question, you can ask, what will you gain from not having the stress and pain that this relationship brings? Time, energy, peace of mind, all those are going to give you space to expedite any healing that you need. It will bring so much clarity to your life. It will make room for inspiration, joy, and all the right people that celebrate whatever good that you have and that help nurture and inspire the best in you. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to be instantaneous and magical because transitions are work a lot of the time, most of the time. You will have to decide which hard and which work you prefer. For me, it was absolutely amazing. But all of my bridge burning or acknowledging there was no bridge epiphanies took about a decade of resistance each. So by the time I would make the decision to sever, I'd already been doing the inside work, the outside work, the upside down work. I'd been doing it all for a long time. It's not easy, but I will say that any relationship that I walked away from, especially because of how I did it and why I did it, was absolute cause for celebration. My life today, from the point that I made my last severance with the last group of toxic people, is exponentially better. I am so much happier and absolutely at peace, even when times are difficult. It's a different kind of difficult, but the whole of me is at peace because I'm living in integrity with myself, with my values, and with the choices that I make of the people that are in my life. Don't underestimate the power of influence that the company you keep has over who you are, how you live, and the world that you show up in. I know I say this all the time, but this is why I created this podcast, because I'm looking for my people, and I want to empower my people, because my people are people for humanity. We are on the same frequency. We have a lot of work to do, and I'm so, so grateful you're here.
Thanks for listening. Every day is an opportunity to exercise your integrity, humanity, and compassion, including for yourself. May you go with the company of good, the endurance of love, the beauty of wonder, and the dignity of kindness. Thanks for tuning into the Hero Frequency.